Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is attorney Vince Davis. This is Get Your Kids Back Now. This show is dedicated to keeping families together and to fighting the tyranny of CPS and DCFS social workers. A secondary purpose of the show is to educate parents and relatives or to at least show them where to get the necessary information for their fight. The final purpose of the show is to remind the people that change can be effectuated at the ballot box, at the state and federal levels. Let us unite, vote, and elect those who will make the necessary changes. This morning, um, I think we're going to be having a guest in the second half hour of the show. Her name is Crystal Booth. She's an LCSW, and she is the founder of Wings of the Future Consulting Private Practice. Uh, She is a provider um, for CPS and DCFS cases, a provider of family reunification services. So hopefully we're going to get her on the phone during the second half hour. During the first half hour, we're going to take some calls, and I'm going to talk a little bit about your six-month review hearing, either the six-month or the 12-month review hearing. Those hearings... um, Those hearings are governed by Welfare and Institutions Code Section 366.21E and .21F. So in your time or spare time, please Google those and read those statutes. They are very important and will give you a roadmap for your six-month hearing. At the six-month hearing, the social worker must return uh, the the children to you unless the social worker can prove by a preponderance of evidence that the children, if returned to you, would be in a risk or a detrimental situation. One of the things where where parents lose the case at these six-month hearings is they don't participate in the court-ordered reunification plans um, that were made at the disposition hearing. So it's imperative that if you go past the disposition hearing and you don't get your child back at that hearing, that you find out what the court orders are for the reunification plan. And in L.A. County, they actually do a separate court-ordered sheet that lists everything that you're supposed to do. So, for example, um, and they call it the case plan, and it's usually done on a like a triplicate copy, and they end up giving you sometimes a copy that's very hard to read. So talk to your attorney or talk to the court clerk to to make sure that you can read what the court orders are for you to do uh, the case plan. Make sure that you get the child back. I was just involved in a case where the case plan said that the mother had to do um, parenting course, and an individual counseling course. And it was very general. It just said an individual counseling course to address case issues. We come up on the six-month hearing, and I get on the case, and the social worker now says, the new social worker now says that the mother has to participate in the parenting and the counseling, and also two other things, domestic violence and uh, substance abuse and drug counseling. So actually three other things. In most cases, I see attorneys or I see parents who 
tell me that their attorneys um, tell them that they can't get their child back until they finish the newly added domestic violence course and the newly added substance abuse course and the newly added drug testing. Um, I'm here to tell you that that is false in 99% of the cases. So if you ever have that situation, insist that your attorney take the case to trial so that you can get your child back. Yes, you're entitled to have a trial at the six-month date. So make sure that if you have done your courses and your classes, make sure you have a trial. I get a lot of people that tell me, hey, Mr. Davis, I've done everything, and they still won't give me the child back. And I asked them, well, did you have a trial? And most of them say, most of them say, what is a trial? But most of them tell me, no, they didn't have a trial. So you got to have that trial. If you need to talk to us, one of my attorneys, or to me directly, please call us and ask us. We can give you a free consultation about your case. Call us before the trial date. Don't call us after the trial date because it will be too late. You can reach us at 888-888-6582. I'm going to take our first call this morning. It's from area code 310, ending in 5-0. Good morning. You're on with Vince Davis. Did you have a story to tell or a question to ask? Good morning. Good morning. Hello, how are you? Uh, we have a very bad con- good. We have a very bad connection, ma'am. I'd ask that you call back in, and maybe we'll yes. have a better connection. Oh, there can you, you hear me now? I can hear you. I can hear you. Yes, loud hi, uh, Vincent. Yes, hi. This is Crystal oh. Wolf. How are you today? I'm doing fine. Did you have a story to tell or a question to ask? This is Crystal Booth calling from Wings of the Future. Oh, Crystal, how are you? You're early. Uh, yes. Um, how how are okay, how are no you problem. doing? Mm-hmm. I'm doing fine. Crystal, I'm going to keep good. you on hold till till eight thirty, and I'll bring you back on. Okay. Okay, no problem. Crystal's number. Uh, she's from Detroit originally, and I just assumed she had a Detroit area code. Okay, I'm going to take the second caller. It's from area code 801, ending in 98. Good morning, Hello? Your Honor, Attorney Vincent. Good morning. Did you have a story to tell or a question to ask? Um, I have a story to tell. Go ahead. Well, um, first of all, I know me and you have met in the past. And I just want to share with everyone and say thank you for giving us the platform and the voice um, to be able to share our stories. Um, I was, I experienced bad um, situation with DCFS in 2007. I know I met Vince when I was way, way done with my case. Um, and this is why I'm on this radio because I want people to know that, um, It's very important that in the beginning, when you encounter DCFS, that you take all the necessary steps that you have to. If you didn't know your right to, like, start knowing them. I'm sorry if I get emotional, but I wasn't given that opportunity. 
because I believe in the system that was going to be on my, on my side when they were never on my side. I did everything they asked, angry. Ex-mother-in-law that brought me into the system and used the system to get revenge. And my life and my kids' life was just torn apart. And and even to this day, that the same people that brought me into the system continue to use the system, the police, to do damage. So I just want you got everyone to know that. I didn't even know what a social worker was until I came into the system in 2007. And you think that those those would be on your side and those court-appointed attorneys. Obviously, I didn't have the amount of cash. I, I reached out to more than 100 attorneys that turned me away. I reached out to the news, to different media outlets. I was turned away. So I'm very grateful to Vince to have written that book. And I think Vince knows that I stretched out enough that we need a radio station as well and a voice and I plan to advocate and go far in this in this area with the guidance of Vince and, and other voices so more people can be heard um, I my daughter was taken at 12 years old and I've had to this day pick up the pieces and the mess they've made with my family but also I'm a believer in God so I'm very grateful that I do have a relationship with my kids even though they got a, four of them got adopted the other ones are in my life, but it was because of my strength and my effort and our 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 family trying to stay together. Sorry, in my life, they were told in my face that they would never see me again until they're over 18. That didn't happen, and I wouldn't let that happen. So we've got to reunite all of us behind the adoptive parents. You know, I don't advise for anybody to do that, but it happened in my life, and I just feel like I did everything in my power. But if you have an attorney from the beginning or start reading these books and you follow every step that Vince tells you, you'll have a lot more chance of winning. I appealed, and basically the system set me up for failure, I was told. And I had a house. I had no drug issues. They sent me to this. They made a, a ridiculed me in court saying, let's go see if she's crazy. They sent me to their counselors or psychologists, they recommended they give me the kids back and they went against their own recommendations. So you're dealing with a lot of corruption, a lot of power play here. And I just want you guys to know that you guys can can reunite your family if you take the proper steps. And um that's about it, Vince. And I hope you guys well, thank you for thank you. Keep fighting, and I'm not done with my fight. Thank you for having this platform. Thank you for sharing. All right. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Okay, we're going to take the next call from area code 661, ending in 24. Good morning, Ron, with Attorney Ben State. Good morning. You have a story to tell or a question to ask? Um. I, both, I guess. Go ahead. Um, okay, so uh, about two years ago, um, I was almost killed by um, my then uh, boyfriend of several years. Um, and uh, after he attacked me, um, well, it's actually my daughter that saved my life. She, um, like, this wasn't in front of the kids or anything, but 
um, she woke up to because of the sounds of our struggle um, when he was attacking me. And she ran into our room and jumped on him and stopped him. And then he threw her, he like picked her up and like tossed her in the air. And um, she kind of hit the wall before she hit the floor. Um, and then he ran out of the house. So, um, so I checked on her and then went and grabbed my son. And, um, and then we went into hiding. Um, so uh, about like a month into us, like, we weren't living at our home um, because I was terrified of him. I was working with the police trying to get him arrested, but every time that they went to the house, they they just, like, just barely missed him. Like, he kept going out the window, is my theory. But um, anyway, so, like, they weren't able to take him in, so the kids and I stayed in hiding. So um, about a month into this, um, uh, DCFS shows up at my kids' schools, and they have a court order, and they just take them into custody, like, Nobody had ever said a word to me, um, asked me any questions or anything. They just they took my kids from their schools and put them in foster care. Um, and I mean, it was it was a nightmare. I felt like I was being punished for being a you know domestic violence victim. It's really crappy and unfair. And um, I have another ex who loves to call in bogus hotline calls on me, like ever like few times every couple of years you just there's a, a huge like history of this like you can look back on you know this long pattern of him doing this every few years and he always makes the most outrageous claims and so he did that again recently and I've already got an open case because of what um, you know happened to me a couple of years ago so just like this nightmare of um, crap being compounded and and I've like I've drug tested clean from the beginning. I've been testing every single week for like over a year and a half. I've done parenting classes. I've done domestic violence victims groups. I've done uh, counseling. I've done everything they've asked me to do, and they're still trying to take my kids. Like they've apparently gone to a judge and tried to um, get my kids taken like another couple of times just in the last few weeks. Um, oh, I guess I should mention that after they were put in foster care originally, I got them back after three months which was at, uh, against the recommendation of the department. It was just the judge that was like, no, I, you know, I'm not going to keep them in foster care. And she released my kids to me. Well, they've been trying and trying and trying to get them back in foster care ever since. They, um, like, they just, they terrorize me. They're on my phone texting and calling constantly. They're at my door constantly. They they mock me and, like, make fun of me. They say horrible things to me, which I have text messages to prove, like, all of this stuff just awful crap that they say to me. Um, I was trying to move some furniture um, in my home uh, like about a week ago. Um, Like it's heavy furniture, stuff I can't move on my own. And so I had a friend come over and help me move stuff. Um, Well, my caseworkers just happened to show up that day to my friend out. They said that I couldn't have anybody in my home that hadn't had a, a background check and a live scan. Like, and they just kicked somebody out of my home. Like, they are completely ruling my life and terrorizing me. And I am at the point where I'm, like, so at wit's end. I am wanting to um, start a lawsuit. And I, I want to know, like, if, I mean, what what rights do they have? What can they do? Are they allowed to just kick people out of my house? Are they allowed to call me names on text messages? 
Uh, no, not. Um, what kind of names are they calling you? Just, I mean, like, like the one that uh, was most recent. I'd have to go back through my messages to look. Um, but just like uh, they said, they keep calling me a liar and stuff that I can prove that I'm not lying about. Um, uh, one of them said that I, she knew I was going to have some Nancy story. I don't even know what that means, <laughs> but like constantly mocking me. So get a pen and a piece of paper. I'm going to give you some information real quick. Okay. Let me know when you're ready. ready. I'm ready. Okay. So write down this phone number, 888-6582. So that's 888-6582. Okay. What I want you to do is I want you to call that number after 9.15 a.m. this morning and make an appointment to talk to me on the phone. But you have to tell them you want to talk to Mr. Davis personally, not one of my other attorneys, but you want to talk to me personally. You might have the okay. basis for a very strong civil rights case for reasons, okay. that you didn't even, for reasons you didn't even mention. So I want to thank you for calling into the show. Keep listening and call me and make that appointment, okay? I will do that. Thank you very much. Thank you again for calling. Okay, we're going to take another call, area code 424, ending in 89. Good morning. You're on with Attorney Vince Davis. Did you have a story to tell or a question to ask? Oh, blessed morning to you. Um, I have a question and a story. Go ahead. Um, Yes, I've been following you now. It's been four years. I've been dealing with them. Um, I noticed that I had to take a blood test to prove that my son was mine. Um, the, The person that they gave temporary guardianship had stole my identity back when my son was born in 2007. Now, she, they gave, they took my kids because my son was drugged by a teacher and he's no longer working there and either is the principal. Well, now they still have my kids. First, it was one child. They came back a year and a half later, went behind a judge's back and took my other two. One has special needs. He has Down syndrome. Since um, my since the, the guardian take uh, whatever the caretaker has had him, she has he has lost over a hundred pounds. So now you know kids with Down syndrome, their body masks are made of totally different. He's on a lot of steroids. Um, she had his tonsils removed. She's um, he's supposed to have medication at school at the beginning of the year, every year. So he's in seventh grade now. The school had just called me at the beginning of um, October stating that she didn't have his medicine at school. So if school starts in August, here it is October. Now here it is November. She didn't have his medicine at school. Now the first time he fell out at school and they had to call me for emergency just like they did now. And like I told them, she switched off his doctors. For her to be just a caretaker, she's, like, really running the show. 
they closed my case on July the 5th of this year. Um, and they gave her temporary guardianship. Now, this temporary guardianship where she's supposed to let me telephonic my kids or whatever. I don't know if my kids are dead or alive, where they are at. She doesn't let me talk to them. She's just doing the most, you know, and she's my niece. So I'm just really trying to figure out this, this, I have done everything over and over. I have maxed out of parenting and everything. They've never, you know, I never could understand because they took my children, but there was also other little children in my house that they didn't mess with at all. And I'm really not getting these caseworkers really telling me, they automatically told me I wasn't going to get my kids back. I needed to get over it. Um, accept it, and I just can't. You know, those are my children. I've never abused them. I am. I'm working right now to try to open up houses and stuff for for the foster kids. It's not even that more or less a foster um, house or nothing. I just want it to be a house where they never max out because who who's to say? You know, what I'm saying you've been with somebody for five to six years. So your love just stops there and just throws them out. I mean, I don't get it. I I really not getting why they're not enforcing the court laws with her. If the court says that I'm supposed to have telephonic visits, why does she get the what? You know, to run the show. That's what I'm not getting. How is she running the show? Have you sat down to talk with your attorney? Um, I don't have my like I said. I don't have attorney no more. Like they closed my case and gave her temporary guardianship, so I don't have no attorneys no more. Um, my kids, they're, they're going to be thirteen, eleven, and ten. They uh, they said they wanted to go home. I mean, they even had them testify in court. The the thirteen year old, he be he's special needs, so they're acting like he doesn't. His um, opinion don't matter. He's very smart and intelligent. Um, you know, he, he could speak and talk very good, you know. And he's been telling them he wants to go home. He's been all, – all three of my kids have been saying they want to go home. And they're not listening to him, you know. But my thing is I had to take a DNA test. I have to go all the way back because they allowed her to fraud the birth certificate, which, I you know, I've been telling them for years. How can she be the parent, the guardian – the caretaker and everything else, you know, you guys need to realize that she stole my whole identity, but she calls me crazy. She calls me crazy. I go through mental health. I mean, I'm involved in a lot of stuff, and I just don't get it where now I have to figure out which court I have to go into just to get my identity back from the government. She's getting caretaker, she's getting foster care money for him, and she's getting money for him being her child. Um, I don't think you can get both. Huh? I don't think you can get both. Well, see, what it is, is see, they have him in the foster care system as my son. Then they have her Getting county money because it she she stole my whole, whole my whole identity. I just found this out since I've been going through the 
the CPS system. So she's been getting money for him ever since 2007 as her child. So now when they took him from 2014, she started getting paid for him being my child. I went to my, because I found this social security number. She was dumb enough to give it to me, not realizing that none of the information matched up from me to her. So when I took it to the county building, they looked it up and they said, well, she does have a son. I said, no, she doesn't. That's my son. She said, well, I said, well, how does she, is she still getting paid? She said, well, no. She put in the system that he moved out of her her household. So he moved out of your household. You was getting paid from 2007 to 2014 for this child you never had. See, she to me that's kind of that's kind of like a mental situation to me. Like they didn't evaluate her. They don't evaluate these people who are taking your children from you. They're not evaluating these caseworkers. They're not evaluating none of these people. And they're just getting away with it. So right now, I just the Social Security office called me and told me I need to go into a different court because it's criminal. She stole my whole identity. I got the birth certificate and everything with her name on it. And the okay. CPS did you write down, Did you write down my phone number that I gave out earlier? Um. Eight 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 eight. What was the last one? Six five eight two. I want you to call after 9.30 this morning and make an appointment to talk to me on the phone privately, okay? Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you for calling and keep listening. Thank you. Thank you so much, yes. Okay, before we get to our special guest, I'm going to try to take one more call. It's area code 562, ending in 27. Good morning. Did you have a story to tell or a question to ask? Uh, Yeah, hello. 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 Yeah. (laughs) Um, Wow, I don't know where to go uh, to actually start from this because it's so so devastating about talking, talking about this, you know, especially about our, our family, young ones, you know, that can't speak for themselves, you know. And, um, well, I'm going through a, a case where domestic violence was involved, but there was not any domestic violence. It was just um, a confrontation of, of yelling and trying to speak over one another. And we had run out um out of the hotel we were staying at and the people, I guess the people that were at the hotel had made false accusations stating that he had a gun and he pistol with me. And um, the cops had me and my daughter, my mom, my husband had, had took off because he was, he, you know, it, that's a normal couple thing to do is to walk away from one another and not say anymore, you know, and, and cool down. So he did, he went to work and when he went to work, he didn't know what was going on. And when the police department came, they, they had us, you know, in, in, in the back of the car, me and my daughter, and they were treating us like if we were, we were the bad guys. And so they called child services and they made a report. They put a shooting order against my husband 
and they wanted me to write down stating that it was true. And I was like, you know, they were using my past from, from like 10 years ago. And then five, five, six, no, six years ago, they had used um, my, my two other cases that I had, but they had got adopted out because at that moment I wasn't, I wasn't in the right state of mind. I was still immature, you know, still trying to grow up and trying to learn the right way, you know, and I wanted them to have a better life than, than what I did. And, um, so the one that I have now, my daughter, um, when the, the last case that we had, it was in Orange County. They, um, didn't know I was pregnant and, um, I lost, we kind of lost our son because of, I guess, the foster parents, they paid a lot of money from from what our lawyers had kind of slipped and told us, you know, yeah, they, it's Orange County, you know, they, they wanted your son, they wanted him so bad that they, they forked out a lot than what it was, and they even got well, high in high areas to vouch for them, so they went against us, and we couldn't afford a lawyer at all. But coming back to our our thing, during the time that that was going on, they had called the L.A. County um, Social Services, and they made a report. They picked it up. They came to us, and they said, look, the social worker told me, you guys are going to have to do this. We said, fine, drug test at any time. We were, we've been going to NA meetings. We've been going to parenting. We did all that. We did everything. We did everything to the team, you know. And I go, we're willing to do it again. She goes, no, you just have to drug test. So that's all. She goes, you know, the way they made you look in the other case made you guys look really bad. She goes, but that's their safe, you know, that's their safe. And she goes, but for me meeting you guys, she goes, I really don't have to worry about anything. She goes, I don't have to take your child out of your guys' care. So they left her. They left my, my daughter. She was just like a few months old. And during the time that they were doing this, um, we did everything. They closed the case for Mali County. Then that's when that incident happened from the, the hotel. Mali County picked up the case. And then um, they were saying that all this domestic violence and all that. So the, the, the criminal case threw the case out. There was nothing. The witnesses were telling lies. So they, they brushed it under the, the rug like it was nothing. They didn't even call the child services to let them know what was going on. Like, hey, you know, it was false accusations. Sorry, you know, you know, or something, you know, but they didn't even get to do that. So now we have to deal with something else because they're using mine and my husband's past our criminal back, back, our criminal background from, I mean, probably like nine nine years ago, ten years ago, and then they're using my two children that got adopted out. It's already been so far into the case that they closed it, and I guess it shouldn't matter, you know. But now that we got my daughter, and I, I had sent her to the to the family, my mom. And my mom couldn't have my daughter because her husband had a, a past for record from a long time ago. And he has, I guess, his record wasn't good. So they took her out of that house. They sent her to a foster parent. The, we went to the first court hearing. The judge looked at the, the people. Well, do you know who these people are? They said that they know you. 
and I looked at my husband, I looked at my mom, I was like, do we know them? And everybody was like, even the, even my lawyer was like, well, we don't know who they are. And nobody did not know nothing at all, who they were, what they were. They just said that they were friends of the family. I looked on the paper to see who their names were. The same exact names were the same people that adopted my son in Orange County. And they picked her up, and they, they're the ones that are, that are holding her right now at this very moment. And I'm trying to look into it because I'm, I want to make sure it's the right ones, you know. But, I mean, what a coincidence, you know. So I called Orange County lawyers, and they said, well, event, it, it is known for them to do that because they want to rein, reunite with their, their siblings. So I said, well, that's fine. I, I mean, I don't have no problem with that. I, I am kind of glad that they did that, you know. But I would rather have her with family because it's much easier process for her to come back to us in in the long run you know with these parents they want to adopt you know right away so i'm in a in a in a bind of of me and my husband are are just don't know what to say to each other we're we're making every excuse to turn against each other blame one another we just want our daughter back and like i keep saying I know I wasn't there for my other one, but I'm willing to go to all ends to fight for my daughter back. There is a change. There is a there is a second chance for us. We keep doing it. We we're climbing so close. We're on. We're barely gonna get the emergency section eight. Now that they took her, we don't even know if we're gonna get it or not. And now that put now it's gonna put us set us back even further back than what it was. I had to lose my job because I have to go make it here, make it there, just to make their needs of, of the court, you know. And all this had to, did not have to do with drugs. It didn't have nothing to do with nothing. It, it it just had to do with the domestic violence that was not even true. And the courts, the criminal case had had said it was there was nothing there at all. There was no marks. There was no bruises. There was nothing. It, it was like nothing like ever happened. Like they just brushed it. Like it. It don't exist. That case don't exist no more. But we're still, we don't know what to do. We're just, I'm like begging the world. I'm begging the Lord. We need help, help you know, and it's, it's hard. It's just tearing just, me and my husband apart. We just yeah, need answers. And our Lord, you know, I don't need trust our, my lawyer because she ignored me. She just goes, sign here, sign here, sign here. I'll answer it. After by the time I signed the last paper, she didn't hear a word. I said I couldn't even say anything. She walked away from me, went to lunch like it was nothing. And they just said that by December we're supposed to show everything, and we have certificates from our parenting drug classes and aids. I mean, we have everything from our our previous one, you know. And we're willing to do it again, but I I don't trust them to do anything right now. Like I'm scared. Like. I feel like we're going to do this again and we're not going to get our child back and she's just going to get adopted, you know? And I don't want to think that way, but I'm scared to even trust anybody. I understand. Listen, I want you to just take down a telephone number and call me. Yeah. I'll call my office right here today. I want you to make an appointment either to come see me or speak to me on the phone. We will help yeah. you at my office. 
So do you have yeah. your pencil and paper so I can give you the telephone I, I number? Think I, got an e- I think I got your email of your number. Okay. Well, very good. Yeah. It, it's a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's 888-888-6582. Call me, schedule an appointment, and we'll give you that free yeah. consultation, and we'll get deeper into your case, and we'll help you out, yeah. okay? Yeah. Right. Thank you very much. Thank I you appreciate for- it. Thank okay. you, and thank you for listening. Okay, Keep listening every Saturday You're welcome. Okay, it is time for our special guest. Her name is Crystal Booth. She is a licensed CSW. She provides reunification services. Those are the court-ordered classes that courts sometimes order in order for you to reunite with your child. Uh, She is the founder and the president of Wings of the Future Consulting. It's a private practice. She has offices in in Los Angeles, Pasadena, and Quartz Hill, which is out in the Antelope Valley. Crystal, are you on the line with us? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? Good. I'm going to finish giving some information about you, and then I want you to, uh, I'm going to ask you to tell us something about your background. You can reach Crystal at wingsofthefuture8 at gmail.com. That's wingsofthefuture8 at gmail.com. Her phone number is 661-402-1545. Her fax is 661-727-006. That's 661-727-006. And her website is wingsofthefuture.org. That's the number four, wingsofthefutureforus.org. Crystal, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Yes, hi. Um, I am from Detroit, Michigan. I actually had was a teacher in Detroit, Michigan. Came here to California. Um, I was actually working in the film industry. However, um, by happenstance, I got an opportunity to become a case manager after feeling uh, that I wasn't really um, being utilized properly in um in the teaching profession and seeing so many needs in the families there, uh, ended up starting working as a case manager for the gay and lesbian adolescent social services. And I hit the ground running with them doing their FST program. And, and, and that gave me the opportunity to help uh, foster children uh, in the, in the community, particularly in the Palmdale Lancaster community. And uh, some of them may be even in LA to help them get stabilized and do case management services. From there, I worked with Optimus, and then at that point, I was able to go to uh, USC uh, because I got a chance to learn how to really work with families, uh, and I got noticed and went to USC and got my master's in uh, social work. At that point, um, I pretty much just, you know, got into internship working with the probation uh, department out there in the Antelope Valley in Lancaster, uh, got an opportunity to work at Challenger uh, there, 
and uh, do an internship, which led to a position for the county uh, uh, doing um, uh, therapy in their in their juvenile correction system. Um, and that was there that I really learned a lot about how to um, work with people with trauma, and I really started to see all the trauma with all of my clients, and I really loved working with the boys and just took to them really well. They took to me, but I just felt like, you know, the recidivism rate was just really high because the boys would come out of the system and then they would be right back there. And a few months later, and I'd keep meeting with the same boys, doing the same therapy even after they finished, and I said, wow, what is going on? And then it came to me, you know, I really want to work with the boys, but I want to also work with their parents because I really want to help the parents heal because I'm helping the boys heal, but I need to, you know, communicate and work with the families. I want to put the whole thing together here. So I got an idea to start my private practice and start to work with uh, primarily the parents and then bring in the children later. So that's why I started Wings of the Future Private Practice, and I just started working with families, and I decided to focus on court-ordered treatment. Basically, here what we do is we do um, individual therapy for the clients who have the uh, DCFS cases. We do um, parenting. We do anger management, substance abuse, all of the court-ordered treatment that they typically are required to do. And um, by doing that, we're able to really help them heal from their trauma because that's what we really want to focus on because we know, we found out that when you help them heal from trauma, they're able to get their kids back. They're able to, you know, minimize any kind of family dysfunction, any kind of problems that were going on in the past. They cease to exist, and they just really learn how to cope and move forward in their lives, and a lot of them will uh, just flourish as families. And and that's what we really started to realize that we need to aim and do for the community. So so that's kind of what how we kind of got where we are right now. So you provide court-ordered services to parents who have DCFS cases? Yep, D- DCFS cases. And, and they can have any kind of court case, but we primarily, we, we specialize with the DCFS cases because we really, that's our primary population that we want to work with, that we want to help, that we want to, you know, be sort of a, a liaison between them and the system and, just, you know, so that they can understand, work through, process, grieve, because a lot of them have a lot of grief and loss because of the, their children have been gone, their children have grief and loss, all kind of pain and suffering that they go through in the process of of, of navigating this system. And, um, and so we want to be there for them. We want to support them. We want to help them heal. So what specific classes or types of counseling do you give? We actually do that uh, at 2 o'clock today, and um, we we do the anger management class. We also do the substance abuse class, uh, and we do the parenting. And we, we, do, we use all evidence-based practices. And me, myself, just a little bit about me is I actually witnessed trauma as a child myself. I went through a lot of trauma in Detroit um, growing up, and uh, I, it was, I realized how how much that was affecting my life and affecting my thinking and affecting my ability to really um, become my um, my best self. And so I said, you know, I really just want to help people heal. I just really want to help people uh, become their best self and help the children. And so Wings of the Future is really about the children. It's really they're our future. We got to we gotta, um, 
harness all the all the resources that we have and pour it into our future. Otherwise, we won't have one. We won't have a future. You know, when we, when we first met, you told me something interesting. Your organization is open seven days a week? Yes, sir. It's open seven days a week because we, we really want to focus on making sure that there's no way that, like, if they have to work or they have all these various schedule or commitments, particularly when you work with DCFS, it's a lot of stuff they ask you to do. And we don't want there to be any reason why they don't get those kids back. We, 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 our ideal time frame is we want to help them get them back in six months. And, and it's been done. I've seen parents that come to me, particularly if they come to me at the beginning and I work with them, they, I can help them typically get their kids back in about six months because six months they should not be in that system for a year. They really should not. This, any, so those parents are coming and doing what they need to do. They should be back with their parents. Locations, right? Correct. We we have a location in downtown on Grand uh, Avenue, downtown L.A., and uh, we try and put ourselves there because we want to make sure even if you have transportation issues, you can get on the train and you can get there. There won't be any barriers for that. And then we have that location on Pasadena, which is actually near another train station, too, can easily accessible to get to us, and um, and then in the Quartz Hill area. So so yes. Okay, so you pretty much cover um, all of uh, Los Angeles County. Correct. That's our primary uh, area. Mm-hmm. So yes. if I'm working, I can I can make an appointment to come to do my services with you seven days a week. What what are your hours during the week? Ours are pretty much we start at 9 a.m., most appointments. I mean, we could start as early as 8 if we need be, and um, we'll probably take our last patient about 7. So, um, yeah, and I've been I've been known to take a client at 8, but, um, but primarily that's going to be our last patient around 7 o'clock in the evening. So it gives you plenty of time to come in there, get your court-order treatment completed, and we aim to help you really heal. I mean, we help you. I have all kinds of healing techniques that I help people release all kinds of trauma, move past trauma, help them teach them about trauma, how it was affecting them, how it was affecting their thinking, their ability to function, their emotional regulation, just all kinds of mental health services. Uh, we have, we just started a case management program to help people with um, getting situated because a lot of times they lose housing and they lose jobs and all kinds of things, so they need to be in touch with the case manager to sit there and help them pretty much put their life back together again. So, You know, a lot of people will probably ask, are you court approved? Yes, we are court approved. Yes, because I'm an LCSW, so that, that makes me court approved because the court really wants to have a license person to do the treatment, and we use the evidence-based practices, and one of the treatment modalities we use is called breakthrough parenting. It's very recognized by the court as a very uh, reputable treatment modality to do for the parenting. Also, seeking safety for the um, seeking safety for the substance abuse, we use that. Uh, we use the well-known treatment modalities that are very reputable and known in the mental health field as, as uh, treatment ways in which to help people heal. Are you DCFS approved? DCFS actually has me on their um, list as one of the people who um, they uh, 
recognized as a treatment person. So, yes, um, not, I may not be on every DCFS list. depends on if I've gotten a chance to meet with them yet, and, and they've uh, put me on the list, but they, ha- they definitely know who I am. I've definitely um, reached out to them on various occasions to make sure that they know what I'm doing in the community so that they know to send their clients. Right. Um, now, you mentioned that you're an LPSW. What is that? That is a licensed clinical social worker. So basically, I'm a social worker, but I'm not a social worker who works with DCFS or anything. I'm a social worker who does clinical work. In other words, I do psychotherapy. I see. Now, is that license given to you by the state, or who who gives you that license? The Board of Behavior Sciences gives us the license. We, we, we have to go through a long process. I've gone through an internship and hours, 3,200 hours of that, and then supervision and doing groups. Just we, We're trained for – we go to school, we do our education, but then we go through another long process to be equipped to become licensed. And, I, and then we take it to examinations. And then at the final end, it typically takes people two to three years to do that, minimum. Then we're actually able to be licensed, but we can't just come out of school and be licensed. We just, at that point, we're just NSWs, which is Master's in Social Work. But we don't get licensed the L part until we, we finish all this coursework. Okay, here's an important question. When you accept a parent as a client and you provide these services, do you write reports or progress reports? that you send to court? Actually, that's a very good question. Yes, we do, absolutely do. We'll give the court, and actually we'll even speak with the social worker, and and we'll talk to the social worker and let the social worker know what what we work with the client on, what goals they they, uh, worked on, how they met their goals, and um, we also send a little letter and just kind of give them a quick little uh, update, maybe like two to three times during the process of the case, and, again, we say six months. Six months you should be able. In our program, because we have like a four-hour block on Saturdays where we come in at 8 o'clock in the morning, 9 o'clock in the morning, we, we start doing classes. And we do for four hours you can come in and get, if you have like, say, four different treatments that they're requiring you to do, like domestic violence, anger management, or not anger management, domestic violence, uh, individual therapy, say you have to do parenting and substance abuse. You have all four of those to do. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of time. If you come with us, you can just come on down on a Saturday and you'll get an opportunity all of your classes in just one day. It's not it we make it very simple for you. So you really don't you don't really need to stress yourself out with worrying about, oh, I'm not gonna be able to go to work because I gotta do this. We also have drug testing. Um we have a, a chemist, an actual 30-year chemist who's here ready to do the drug testing for people what they need to do random drug testing. So we have it. We try and put it all here and make it easy for the parents because we do not want these parents to have any kind of barriers to making sure that those children are back with the parents as soon as possible. That's amazing. So you can do everything that you need to do on Saturday during the day. On Saturday, Sunday too. We do. We open it for Sunday in both offices. The downtown LA office. We have the capacity to do it there, and we have the capacity in the, in the um, Pasadena office to do it. So you so you're come. Open and you, on. You get, yes, Saturday. We're so, open today. We're going to be doing groups today. We got groups lined up today to do. And you're open on Sundays. 
Absolutely, because we we don't. Again, this is these are families. I mean, this are these are people's lives. This is not a game. This is not a game. Sunday is not is. I don't, I didn't get a license to sit on it. You know, that to just sit on my license and oh, I've got a license. It's great. No, I got a license because families need to be healed and families need to be brought back together. Very good. One last question. I have one Mm -hmm. last question for you. Sure. I'm a lawyer. I do a lot of trials. Sometimes I need my service providers to come to court to testify. Do you do that? Absolutely. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Obviously, we would discuss the details, but yes. Okay, very good, very good. Well, listen, I want to give out your information again, and I want to thank you for calling in and sharing with us. And as you know, I made an offer to you and your organization to come once a week at one of your locations to give you know, a small seminar for your, your clients who have DCFS cases. So please call me and please follow up on that because I was serious about that. Um, okay, I am excited. Of- all right. This is Crystal Booth, licensed LCSW from Wings of the Future, uh, consulting private practice. She has locations at 1055 East Colorado Boulevard in Pasadena, 42055 50th Street in West Quartzville. And then she has an office at 355 South Grand Avenue, Los Angeles, California. You can reach her at 661-402. 1545 or on the web wings of the future for us.org. That's the number four. Dot com. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's dot com. It's dot com. Okay. Wings, of, wings of the future for us.com. So please give, give her a call, get in contact with her. She's DCFS approved. She's Los Angeles uh, Superior Court approved. And it sounds like that she has a great program that you can take advantage of, and especially if she's open on Saturdays and Sundays, you won't have to worry about that interfering with your work and your schedule during the week. So, Crystal, thank you for calling, and uh, I hope we will be in contact soon. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, we have about four minutes left in the show. I'm going to try to take one more call. It's from area code 562, ending in 17. Good morning. You're on with Attorney Vince Davis. Do you have a story to tell or a question to ask? Uh, good morning, uh, uh, Vincent. I um, have a, a story to um, uh, relate to your listeners. Um, I've um, been involved with the, the system. We're actually losing the children for um, uh, four years, and it's been a it's been a, um, a tiring time, and we're coming close to what I think is coming close to a closure. Um, and I just wanted to share with your listeners that one of the key things that I found um, in trying to save a family or trying to bring a family back together, because apparently in my case, and maybe with others, that um, that wasn't the goal that uh, social service or CPS has. Um, unfortunately, my problem related to not drugs or alcohol or or, or not being around for our kids, it, it related to economics. Uh, what I mean by that is when you lose a job and suddenly you can't take care of your family, 
um, instead of uh, you thinking that social service would step in and help you, um, in, in my case, it, uh, it wasn't the, the case at all. In fact, they tried to destroy, and they have destroyed, um, a beautiful family unit, um, a family of, of uh, you know, three three children and a husband and wife that love each other uh, immensely, but had gone through the problem we all sometimes face is when you lose a job and you're in a in a in a situation where you have your money that comes in that takes care of your home and provides a home and shelter for your family and so forth. And, and what is sad to say, the experience I've learned is that your last call or the person you listen to sounds like she had a great service. Some of the people that you go to in your case, um, third party cases are controlled by CPS and, and instead of being for you, they actually work against you. They try to undermine things. Um, the only thing I can figure out why people do what they do is that CPS is something that um, that uh, needs it's a it's a money making billion dollar uh, needs to make make money, and so um, it's, um, it's it's sad to say and uh, it, it was it's traumatic. We uh, got um, our one boy back who um, when he turned 18 he said enough with the the craziness of trying to destroy the family. He came back and so we got him back and. Um, he's um, succeeding in, in, in college now. Um, the other son, uh, we got back last Christmas, and we're supposed to wrap it up last March, but they've dragged it on for another nine more months, uh, still drag it on um, to, uh, I guess, feed their coffers. Um, the disappointing is social workers that lie and and uh, make up crazy stories. I mean, I had one case that where I had one restraining order, but that was enough, so they wanted to have a second restraining order. And um, they um, uh, then did the best they could for a solid year to say I violated the restraining order, and they couldn't succeed in the end. And so um, it was case, and then um, going to trial, it was it was really um, a tremendous uh, I guess uh, experience because we were trying to have our kids taken care of with uh, relatives and that wasn't working out because the relatives ended up turning against the mother which was sad I mean it was really sad she lost her whole family because of all this and this is all because of of us um, you know being economic hard times and then when you're in that kind of situation it's hard to get out of and uh, one of the hardest things i have is, is 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 trying to get a decent job when you have restraining orders and formal probation and and it's just um it is a is a very terrible experience so my advice to everybody out there is to um get an attorney and i hate to say it don't get a public defender you're wasting your you're wasting your time they just want to wheel and deal and they work for the judges, they work for the social service. They don't work for you. Um, and the same thing goes with they tell you to go out and see a a, a counselor. The counselor works for social services. Um, there really is not a neutral person I've met out there that really wants to step in and say this is wrong. This is totally totally wrong. Um, but good attorneys like like Vincent Davis, if you guys want a good attorney, I recommend you strongly go to Vincent Davis. There's there's no question he's a good trial attorney. He's very experienced. He he knows what he's doing. Uh, he has a lead of assistance and uh, it's a real reputable law firm and he will work he will work 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 with you. It's it is a hard, hard case. Each case is different, 
But I think the goal, the number one goal I've learned from all this is that people should really work to restore a family. A family and the kids need to be with their mother and father. A child needs a mother and a father just as much. And, yes, we all stumble, we all make problems in our life. But it's so important that uh, that they recognize that the the best family is the family to the family be together. It's it's a horrible story to hear all these stories about the abuse and everything on that. So I just like to share that kind of story with you all. And thank you for letting me have a chance to speak, um, uh, Vincent. All righty. Thank you very much for calling and keep listening. Bye bye. Folks, our radio show is now over. We'll see you next week on the radio. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.